0: Hi folks, welcome back. I uh, hope you're enjoying uh, some of the podcasts that we've been putting out there. I know I'm certainly enjoying meeting the people and and talking about uh, the things that they have to, to cover. And I'd also like to do a little shout out to, uh, again, to Jeff Devereaux with No Veteran Left Behind and thank him for his support of this, this program. We truly appreciate that. Uh, today, I've got uh, Gerald Thomas with us. Gerald is the Vet uh, Outreach Coordinator at the Dearborn Vet Center. And I've gotten to, to know Gerald in a couple of uh, video conferences and meetings and have truly enjoyed uh, chatting with him. And I know he's got some uh, really cool things that, uh, that uh, he'd like to share with us. So with no further ado, Gerald, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Hey, how you doing, Mike? Th- thanks for having me on. Um, a little bit about me. Uh, I've been in the military for about uh, 22 years. Um, I'm an active reservist still. I did my first three years uh, active duty, and I've been in the reserves ever since. Um, I'm a big family guy. You know, I'm really big on families. I grew up with four sisters. Right now, I have five daughters, one son, so pretty big family. So uh, never a dull moment in my life. Uh, I am currently pursuing a, a master's degree in counseling, um, and I'm, I work at the vet center, where we do mental health counseling. So um, for those that don't know, the Vet Centers, uh, also known as Readjustment Counseling Services, is a part of the the Veteran Health Administration, Um, but we specialize in uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, um, just mental health counseling in general. So my role at the Vet Center as outreach uh, coordinator is essentially um, getting vets to um, l- helping them understand what benefits are available to them, um, trying to get them, telling them about Vet Center services, trying to get them to come in. And um, I also work with a lot of the community agencies that uh, focus on um, reducing the stigma of mental health. So it's been a great journey. Um, it was funny. I, uh, I tried to uh, get a job at the VA hospital um, back way back in 2002, and I applied for like three years straight, <laughs> and they and they never they, they I, I could never get a job. Then I ended up getting deployed in uh, 2004. We got called up. They spun up my reserve unit, and then I uh, when I came back, I said, "You guys gotta hire me now." You know, I'm a combat veteran. <laughs> so they said, "You know what? We this guy's just gonna keep coming back." So <laughs> they uh, offered me an internship. So. I did that internship. It was funny. I never forget. I was working uh, minimum wage, and um, it, it, it was a great opportunity because I got to I got to know the people in the registration department when you sign up for health benefits, and um, they liked me. And eventually, I ended up working there. So um, it's been about that's about uh, it was about 14 years ago. So I've been in I've been in for a little while um, on the VA side. I've been uh, through the military, so you know, I've been through the struggle that a lot of our veterans are facing. So I can certainly identify with um, the difficulty transitioning. Um, I can also identify with the struggles of uh, that a lot of our veterans have with PTSD, you know, uh, you know, a little self-disclosure. I, I, um, I'm I, a certified peer specialist. So that means that essentially I have a mental health diagnosis. So I, I, uh, I can certainly identify with with with, uh, with the challenges that that just come with being a combat veteran, just being a veteran in general, and and transition in general. You know, the family members. Uh, the great thing about the Vet Center um, this is probably the only VA benefit that you know that involves the families also, because veterans we don't we don't just serve by ourselves, right? You know, even when you look back at Shoot, going back to World War II, you know, <laughs> when we all deploy, you know. Absolutely. So it's uh it's been it's been a great journey. You know, I've been working at the vet Center for about four four years now, going on four years in October. And it's uh it's kind of night and day from working at the VA hospital in Detroit. Um, because you know, whereas I don't it was purely about the VA benefit. You know, now as an outreach coordinator, I have to familiarize myself with community agencies that that engage our veterans as well. And I just, I have a newfound respect for, um, you know, a lot of agencies that are supporting our veterans, a lot of nonprofits, um, our VSOs, where will we be in terms of veteran benefits without our VSOs, the DAV, American Legion, VFW, you know, those guys are, Mm are really, you know, are really the heroes, man, because they're, they not only serve, but they're still serving, you know, and just working to advocate for, for, for veterans across the U.S.
0: Great. Well, that's, that's, that's great. That's so impressive. And it's, it's great to listen to you and and hear your, hear your personal story. And I'm sure you really have a great uh, opportunity to to serve veterans because you can relate to, to what they're, they're facing. What are, what, what do you think one or maybe two of the, Major challenges that you see veterans dealing with and and what would your recommendation be, or how can you help them with those challenges
1: um you know the the readjustment piece <coughs> is a monster in itself it's like a a multi-headed monster, right? You cut off one head and another one just grows in its place or two grows in its place, you know? So that's a a loaded question. And, you know, um, I would say uh, essentially it's it's just the fragmentation of resources that are available, you know? Um, Because there are a lot of resources available, but everybody's kind of doing their own thing, you know? So Mm. I use my job um, as an opportunity uh, to connect those resources, you know, so the VA has, has long adopted, you know, we're not, I shouldn't say long, long since adopted, you know, they've recently come to the understanding, uh, not speaking for the VA, but just from my personal perspective, uh, they've come to the understanding that uh, the no, the no wrong door uh, policy, Mm -hmm. uh, whereas just having resources on hand, like we're not shutting doors on veterans. We're not turning them away you know, if, if it's something that we don't do, you know, there's somebody who can help you, you know, we're not, you're not going to leave without uh, a a resource or a way forward. And, and really that's, I think that's the, the most important thing that we can do is just, uh, make sure that we're networking with, uh, with the other VA resources and community resources and, um, you know, working to kind of fill in the space, you know, and kind of, um, because readjustment is a confusing time, you know. You bet. You, uh, y- when you're returning from combat or you're returning from the military, it's really like it's really like being in prison, you know, <laughs> or being in an isolated society mm-hmm. where you're being released out into, you know, a world that you once knew, you know, because it's the world as we know is ever changing. We're really seeing it now, <laughs> you know, amid this COVID-19 pandemic. Yes. You know. So. It's uh you know it's just you know we have to kind of pretty much hold hold one another's hand you know mm-hmm. and not just veterans everybody I mean we're all adjusting constantly you know so I just try to I I'm one of those helpers you know I just try to be a helper you know to Great. anybody
0: well you know and, and that's kind of really the spirit of what we're trying to do with this podcast too it's you know mm-hmm. I love what you're saying about there's no no bad door you know veteran reaches out I'll make a connection. And I think that's the spirit of so many people that I've I've come across, and certainly you have it, is that if you can't help them, you're going to help them get to the right place. You're going to to turn them away. You're going to help them. Toward that end, I'm assuming that we can put your contact information out on this podcast.
1: Oh, absolutely. uh, Absolutely.
0: Okay. So we'll definitely. So, you know, that's really what I wanted to to talk to you about is before we wrap up, is there any final uh, words, thoughts that you have that you'd like to share?
1: Um, I don't know. I'm just looking forward to working with you because um, we do, we have to build the network. We have to, um, I mean, there's that, you know, not to get, you know, too religious or spiritual, you know, I'm a spiritual guy, you know, but mm-hmm. that, uh, that old song comes to mind, you know, we're all a part uh, of God's body, you know, and it's just like, I need you to survive, you know, and you need me, you know, we really have to uh, get to a point where, um, you know there's unity um and just mutual respect you know on the most basic level, like from human to human <laughs> you know really, really um so that that's just what I try to do. I try to embody that you know whatever uh encounter with veterans or, or family members because uh, I, I the biggest a, a big problem that I see you know especially in regards to veteran suicide is that families um uh, are left trying to pick the pick up the pieces you know. So the veteran community should be an extension of of a of a veteran's immediate family. Yeah. So absolutely. we we just have to do better in regards to in that respect.
0: Okay. Well, I look forward to uh, working with you more as we go forward on this journey. I think we're we're at a time in history where we can really make some huge changes, and, and we've got the opportunity. Absolutely. Relish. Really looking forward to the opportunity. So thank you, thank you thank you for your time and. Uh, I look forward to uh, many more times together. Take care. Have a great day. All
1: right. Me too. Me too, Mike. Thank you. You too. Thanks again for the invite, brother. You bet. Bye. Bye-bye.